friend home with Sarah and Neil. Sarah, April is here. I know. I can't believe it. I can't either. <laughs> Spring is in full effect. Yes. And uh, you know something that is also in full effect? <laughs> These gas prices. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, they're up, you know, they come down just a little bit and then they come yeah. up a little bit. So we're not really sure exactly where they're going. Well, they're definitely higher than they were this time last oh, year. Oh yeah. So. No doubt about that. <laughs> and you know, a lot of our friends are joking about, I need to get a vehicle that uses less gas. They're looking for, you know, a more gas efficient right, car right. that might not be as easy to find as they're thinking, because according to AAA's auto buying partner, True Car, uh-huh. The average listing, and this was at the end of February, the average listing for a used car had jumped almost 40%. Yeah, that's insane. (laughs) It's really insane. And, you know, there are supply issues with getting new cars out. And so people are having to buy used cars and it's hard to find them. And when you find them, you're going to pay top dollar for them. Yeah, there's no wiggle room right now. (laughs) They ain't wiggling at all. (laughs) So we need to learn how to use the gas <laughs> efficiently in the cars that we got. got so it. we brought in an expert to talk to us about that. Yes, we have with us today, Megan Cooper. She is the AAA spokesperson here in Tennessee. So Megan, thank you for joining us. Of course. Good morning. And it's, you know, you, you talk about gas prices and it's crazy to, to say the phrase that we're seeing cheaper gas prices at above $4 per gallon. That's I know. Just insane. When that excites um, you, we know that there's a problem. So, so Megan, we need you. So let's get right to the gas yeah. pump. You know, most people are planning their trips more now to save gas. You know, we're trying to combine things and not go out as much. But one of the recommendations that AAA made that I want a little clarification on, they recommended that we avoid doing things during rush hour whenever possible. Now, some of our towns, rush hour is not that big of a deal, but in others, rush hour can be, you know. Uh, yes, it depends on where you live. It depends on right. where you live. So what does rush hour have to do with saving gas? So with rush hour, if you think about it, you're almost in the worst case scenario for saving fuel and wasting fuel because you're in stop and go traffic. And so ideally, when you're looking at fuel economy and fuel efficiency, you want to be driving as smoothly as possible and avoiding you know, speeding, slamming on your brakes and starting that process all over again. So in rush hour, you're more than likely sitting in that stop and go traffic. And, you know, when you're idling, you're getting zero miles per gallon. Uh, So when you're taking a look at how to, how to extend that, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's true. And I mean, that rush hour could expand to, you know, sitting in the pickup line, at your kid's school or sitting in whatever traffic that might be in your area. I think Sarah knows about that pickup line a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Or, um, you know, if you get stuck, like there's an accident accident or something, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. construction. How many times? There's a lot of construction around here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I live close to the interstate. And so simply just at the end of the day or in the beginning of the morning, people are trying to get places and they're all getting on one exit on the interstate. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Okay. So the next question you, you've talked to, you just mentioned speed. Okay. So let's talk about speed. (laughs) Um, We read that fuel economy really starts to drop after, you know, you hit 50 miles per hour. 
So that is not really an issue, especially around here in these small towns. You I know. mean, we're not supposed to be no. going over 50 in most of our cities <laughs> inside the city. Right. right. Mm -hmm. But that but does this mean that driving on highways and interstates that you know you have a higher speed limit? actually uses more gas because we've always heard that highway miles i'm air quoting yeah so y'all can see are yeah. more efficient for your car we have always heard that yeah and it, it is true so when you take a look at city mileage versus highway mileage mm -hmm. in the cities you have that congestion you have red lights um you have stop signs four-way stops so you have things that are really hitting your fuel economy versus on a highway you know, you don't have all of those things. Ideally, you can travel, you know, smoothly without anything stopping your vehicle. Um, so in, in general, most people are going to get a little bit better gas mileage simply because there's not all of the disruptions that you see in a city. For most vehicles, it, it varies by vehicle, um, but about that 50 mile per hour mark is when we start to see that fuel economy um, really start to degrade and decrease. And so it, mm. I think it really depends on the person. I mean, obviously if you are driving a few minutes down the road, that's a little bit different than if you're say taking a road trip or commuting an hour back and forth on the interstate. Mm. Um, so I, I think that's one just to, to keep in mind for drivers. I mean, if you're driving longer distances, it might make sense to maybe take a highway versus the interstate. Uh, maybe that might save you with traffic and time as well. Um, but just, just keep that in mind. I mean, if you have a lead foot and you're driving 75 miles an hour to work every morning, that might not be as efficient as, you know, slowing down just a little bit and driving that speed limit if it's 55. Okay, so slow it down just a little bit um, <laughs> and help our knowledge a little bit. That's not, I don't have that. No, I don't have that problem either, like but, but we know some people that do. So, Megan, let's talk about our tires because, I mean, well, we want our tires to be in good repair for safety oh, reasons yeah. and all of that. But what does our tires have to do with getting the most use out of our gas? Um, are they connected? Yeah, they are. Okay. Um, so when you take a look at what your tires do, they, they physically move your car. Mm -hmm. They're what makes your vehicle go. And so when you have underinflated tires, that increases that drag and that friction on the roadway. And so you're essentially using more fuel to move that vehicle and make it go. And honestly, tires are a lot of things that people overlook. Um, most of the time, you know, we get in that car and if it starts up and we can get to work or get where we're going we don't as long as the we don't not flat, we don't work <laughs> yeah. as long as it's not flat most yeah. people don't investigate any further than that um so we recommend to take a look at your tires at least once a month and if you're taking a road trip or a longer trip take a look at them before and so what you really want to take a look at are tire inflation pressures and tire tread depth and if you have no idea how much air should be in your tires. Um, you can find that in your owner's manual. And there's also a sticker if you open the driver's side car door in the door jam, there's a sticker that should tell you um, each tire what the PSI should be. And then really? Mm -hmm. I look at that. Something. Yeah. You've learned something. Thank you, Megan. I'll, I'll <laughs> my car dings at me if my tire pressure is low. And yeah, it pops up on my dashboard yeah. and tells me what to do. If you're driving an older car, yeah. you may not do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's yeah, and, like you should just yeah. know that kind of stuff. Yeah. And one thing to keep in mind too is your spare tire. A lot of people 
completely forget about it, but that can get low too. And you want to make sure that that spare tire is good to go. If you need mm -hmm. it, you don't want a flat spare tire. That's not really going to help you. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah. but tires are one thing to, to really take a look at. I mean, they can help, um, you know, most people and a lot of people aren't really aren't checking their tires as much as they should. And, you know, right now, as we head into springtime, we're seeing crazy weather patterns. So we have a, a day that's 70 degrees and the next morning it's below freezing. Um, so when that happens, most people's, you know, check your tire light comes on um, and that little indicator comes on. So that's a good reminder when that comes on to check them, but just really make sure that you're checking your tires. Not only will it help you hopefully save a little bit of money on gas, but it's a little bit safer for you as a driver too. Yes, that's a good safe. reminder for sure. <laughs> yes. Okay, so drive-thrus are a part of life, right? Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm not going to, like if I'm on running errands, I don't want to run in somewhere. I'm going to find a place for the drive-thru. Right. So mm -hmm. banks, you know, are fast food places. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of other services that are drive-thru now, especially like post-COVID kind yeah. of stuff, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and sometimes those lines do not move very fast. And the worst one that I've ever been in is at the pharmacy. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you know, I would agree with that. Personal right here. Yes. <laughs> so when our car is idling, how much gas are we really using? And when should, when's the best time? Like I probably just need to turn my car. Yeah. Off. How long do we need to, you know, if we idle five minutes is. Or am I, I'm, I'm working on 2025. Should I just turn it off? Oh, <laughs> right. If you're going to be sitting for extended periods of time, go ahead and turn off your engine. Um, in general, when you're idling, of course, you're not going anywhere. So you're still getting that zero miles per gallon. Right. Um, but it varies by car. Um, oh, but, the zero miles per gallon. I just can't deal with it. So go ahead. Sorry. Uh, but in general, you're burning, um, you know, anywhere from a quarter to a half tank of fuel or to a half gallon of fuel, I'm sorry, um, per hour. And so larger vehicles are going to use more fuel to run all the systems and run that vehicle. So if you're, you know, sitting for a couple of minutes, it's probably not that big of a deal. But if you're sitting for 20, 30 minutes waiting to pick up a prescription or you, you know, did a pickup grocery order and they forgot to print out your, your paper and your receipt and you're sitting there for an hour waiting them for you to bring your groceries, that's a little bit different. Um, and another thing to keep in mind is in some scenarios, it may not be as safe to turn off your vehicle. So if you're sitting on the roadway, if there's an incident that you're sitting um, and you're in a traffic lane and you may or may not have to move quickly, uh, that, that may not be the best place to turn your car off because that requires extra time to turn on your vehicle and get it going versus, you know, if you're sitting in the line at the bank, you know, it's it's not really going to hurt anybody to, to wait an additional second or so for you to turn that car back on. Oh, um, so if you're, if you're going to be sitting um, or sitting and waiting, um, whether that be a drive through a pickup line, you're waiting for a pickup order that's taking a little bit longer than what you think it should uh, just go ahead and then turn that vehicle off. It's, <laughs> it's going to, it's going to help you in the long run. Well, a lot of people, Megan, um, will roll their windows down, uh, especially now that the temperatures are starting to rise. People will let the window down because that's going to use less gas than running mm -hmm. the air conditioning. Does it really? And how much do we save by just lowering the window instead of running the air? So it, it can. It can help. 
um, especially during the summertime when it's very hot. Um, so what your car is essentially having to do is do extra work to cool down the cabin of your vehicle. Um, so we, especially in the summertime, suggest parking in the shade or using one of those uh, windshield covers to help reflect the heat out. I see um, those. Do you have one of those? Yeah. But my husband does because where he parks at work, he has no has no shade. Okay, we so don't have one of those. Okay, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> but with that air conditioner, you know, your your car is doing that extra work to run a compressor and it is, you know, cooling that air down and then blowing it back into your the cabin of your car to make it comfortable. Um, so we've we found that at lower speeds, it's a little bit better to just roll down the windows and not use that air conditioning. However, if you're driving on the interstate, you know, that it, it's not great with aerodynamics. It's not great on the drag to have your windows down and it's very loud and very annoying. Um, so if you're driving on the interstate or driving at faster speeds, just go ahead and use that air conditioner. It is going to use more fuel, but I, I really just think it comes down to the comfort level of the person. I'm that person that doesn't really like to use air conditioner because I'm cold constantly. <laughs> my husband, if he is in a car, it doesn't matter if we're going to the grocery store or taking a road trip. He has to have the AC on full blast the entire time he's in the car. Oh my, you have to take a blanket so along for that one. I do, I do. And so it, I think it really just depends on the person and where they're willing to, to give and take on some of these tips. Okay. So, well, this is my husband's thing. He loves cruise control. It doesn't matter if we're driving 30 minutes or three hours. He likes to have cruise control on. Uh, and a lot of people use it on long trips, you know, because yeah. um, it helps keep people speeding. And it also kind of gives your legs a rest, you know, on those long trips. But is this, is this helpful in saving gas? It can be. Oh, so going back to that city driving, what you're trying to avoid are um, inconsistent speeds. And so with cruise control, it's really great because it sets the speed and it, it runs at that speed. Um, and it does help with speeding depending on, you know, where you're setting that cruise control. Um, so it can be helpful just simply from the aspect of not accelerating quickly, not slamming on your brakes. Um, it's, it's running a little bit more efficiently while you're driving. Um, but keep in mind, there are some times where it's not recommended to use cruise control. So if it's raining um, or you can't see very well, it's not as safe to use cruise control. Mm -hmm. um, also, when you're using cruise control, it's very easy to relax and let the car do its thing. Um, so just make sure, yeah. just make sure when you're using it that you're ready to react to things as a driver. Um, so yeah, if you- yeah. So if you're coming up on a, on a road trip, if you're coming to a bigger city, you know, maybe just pay attention and turn it off. If you're getting into heavier traffic versus if you're the only person traveling on an interstate, you know, that's a great time to use cruise control. That makes sense. Well, let's talk a little bit about keeping our cars maintained because, you know, we've already said it, it's going to be expensive to buy another one. So we want to keep our mm -hmm. cars running uh, the best we can, but we also want to keep our cars maintained to where they're using gas as efficiently as they can mm -hmm. be. So what are some tips that uh, you all provide for that? So a, a better maintained car is going to be more efficient and that, that extends to the way that it uses fuel as well. Um, so obviously you wanna make sure that you're getting your car checked out regularly. 
throughout the pandemic, we've seen an overall trend of people just not driving as much. And because of that, they're not taking a look at their vehicle, especially for people that are now working from home that used to commute. You know, you're not getting in that car every day. You're probably not thinking about your car. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, that car is just sitting in the driveway or sitting in the garage. You use it to you know, run your errands, go to the grocery store, but it's not as big of a, of a thing in your life, especially if everything has moved into your home. Um, you know, I've been working from home since 2020. Um, so where I used to commute, I spent a lot of time in my car and now it's, you know, we're, we're strangers almost at this point. Um, so making sure that you are up to date on all of your scheduled maintenance, um, taking a look at your tires, making sure that you're getting those oil changes. Not only can that help the car run more efficiently, but it can help you save money um, by avoiding things that could pop up just from you know not maintaining your vehicle. Um, I like to say it's similar to going to the doctor um, for, for us. If you're taking your vehicle to, you know, especially the same shop, maybe in your local area or somewhere close by, they know um, what has been done to your vehicle. They've likely worked on that vehicle. So repair shops can be really great and that they can identify and diagnose issues before they happen, which can ultimately save you money if you're not, you know, running your vehicle ragged and, and doing things that are hurting that vehicle. Um, so it can, it can save you money and it can extend the life of your vehicle because nobody wants to buy a car right now and everything is, is so expensive. So true. I, I love, don't become a stranger to your car. That's a good yeah. motto to use, <laughs> Do not become a stranger yeah. to your car. <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, I know what you're saying though. Yeah. When we work from home. I mean, yeah. good grief. Wouldn't worry about the car very much. Anywhere. No, so I feel like I'm getting to know mine again. We are not strangers. <laughs> yeah. so we know each other. <laughs> yeah. So if it's been a minute, just go ahead, reintroduce yourself to your car, you know, do, do a little checkup, some, some TLC, you know, it's, it's going to be better for everybody. <laughs> well, one last question related to fuel types. Is it, is it really more beneficial to, uh, or can you prolong the life of your engine by using like premium grade fuel? Please don't hurt my feelings here. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that depends on your vehicle. Um, so there are different manufacturer recommendations. Um, again, your um, vehicle um, car manual is your friend in this case. Um, it can let you know whether uh, premium fuel is recommended or required for your vehicle. So of course, if it is required for your vehicle, you likely have a higher performance vehicle Mm -hmm. and the engine is calibrated to use um, that higher octane fuel. Um, If it's recommended, but not required, um, that's where, you know, you could be spending extra money if you don't have to, to fill up your car. Um, But again, make sure that you are making sure that, you know, which fuel grade is either required or recommended for your vehicle. Because if you're using fuel that's not recommended, you know, you could damage that engine. You could cause some issues that are could be very expensive to to fix. Um, yeah. So for for a lot of people, you know, depending on what that recommendation is, you could see some savings just by you know using regular fuel versus premium. Um, but the caveat is make sure that you know what you need to be putting in your vehicle. Right. Right. Well, we're just about out of time, Megan, but I have to ask this question because in our jobs, we have a lot of stuff. 
we carry a lot of things because we do programs out in the community. <laughs> and we've often heard that the more weight that there is in a vehicle, the more stuff you carry around, the more gas you burn. Is that a myth or is that actually true? It's, it can be actually true. Um, so it, it all has to do with the weight of the vehicle. So a, a heavier car is going to need more power and more gasoline to, to go places. Um, so a lot of us do have a lot of things in our car, whether that's strollers or things that we use for work. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the things that we're talking about are, are heavy items. Um, and that is you know, more helpful for smaller vehicles than it is for say larger SUVs. Um, so that percentage is gonna change a little bit more with a lighter vehicle because that lighter vehicle just wasn't made to carry around that extra weight where an SUV is heavier and it's, it's not gonna make as much of a difference if you're carrying extra things. Um, so if you have things that have lived in your car for two years, or it's been a long time since you have cleaned out the back seat or the trunk of your car, now might be a good time to, to see what you have. I know back when I was not working from home, I did a lot of community events. And so I, at any given moment, could do a tabling event, you know, just with the yeah. stuff that was in my car. So if you don't need those things, um, you're, you're really just spending that extra money to carry that around because your vehicle is heavier. Um, the same goes for anything that you put onto your vehicle. So if you have a roof rack or a bike rack yeah. or anything like that, um, that's also adding extra weight. Um, so you know, it's springtime. So now might not be a bad time to spring clean your car, especially if you are strangers to your vehicle. Um, You know, it's... it's... Yeah, we we need to spend some quality time with our vehicles. Megan, thank you for all of these great tips. Um, And I know that the AAA website has so many resources. I've been over there myself uh, looking at ways to try to uh, save money on gas. Could you give us the website information? Yeah, we have a couple of them. Um, The main one is our gas price website. It's Mm gasprices.aaa.com. And in that website, we have um, a gas cost calculator. And you can put it in the make and model of your vehicle, where you're traveling to, and it will um, pull up, you know, about how much you're going to be spending on gas. So if you have an upcoming road trip, that's really great to use. Uh, We also have our TripTick website, um, triptick.aaa.com. This is great for road trips as well. Um, You can plan your trip, plan those side trips, plan where you're going to eat. Um, you can search for things like, um, oh, no. like so so I am excited right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that website helps you plan ahead. And by planning ahead, you can avoid, you know, getting lost, backtracking, using that extra fuel. Um, so planning ahead is really key. Um, you know, and then of course, just our general AAA website, um, we have a list of auto repair shops, um, AAA.com slash auto repair. So if you are a stranger to, you, to your car and you need to have, you know, date night with that vehicle at your local repair shop and you're not sure where to take it, uh, we do have a list um, in your local area. Um, That's not then, the kind of date night I'm looking for. Not at the repair <laughs> shop. Again, no. Well, you know, it, it, it could be helpful, yes. but it, you know, some it dates happens. aren't as fun as others. <laughs> <laughs> On that 
note, <laughs> Megan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to all of our listeners. Um, hopefully you've gotten some tips that's going to help you take your dollar the distance at the gas pump. So I like it. in the words of yeah. Bob Marley, live the life you love. And love the life you live. Good luck saving those gas dollars. <laughs>